I want the things that I make in my art to like be real for me. Like I also want to live a life where like I really am believing in like every single day and every moment, like the things that I'm making art about. Um, and it just made me realize like part of my life, like my life can't just be like working really intense hours, like churning out all these images about how great it is to be us, like part of the work. I think does have to be like having like a fundamentally good life. Welcome back to another episode of Exquisite Humans. I'm your host, Love is Wise, and you just heard from a conversation I had with Philadelphia-based illustrator Ka Yangni. I got the chance to interview Ka when I visited Philly a few weeks back and was so thankful that they were down to talk about the multitudes of their trans journey, what it's like to make liberation and dream-centered work, and also how to apply it to their living practice. But before we dive into this interview, um, I want to kindly ask you folks to share and rate our podcast. Follow up with us on Instagram at exquisitehumanspod. And please reach out to us directly by email at exquisitehumanpod at gmail.com. Um, we're a self-produced podcast with a Patreon coming soon. Um, where you can really support our work further. But in the meantime, it would just mean so much to me if you could just like rate, follow, share with loved ones. <laughs> like this archive keeps going only with the work of this community and loved ones. So it would really just mean so much to me. Hi, Ka. Hey, Lois. How are you? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very good. Okay, so the first question that I want to ask you is, if you could share three words to describe yourself presently in this moment, which words would you use? Lavender, like curious, growing. Yeah, those are my three for today. Those are my three for today. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm feeling like kind of, I think I'm feeling lavender from that like sleepy and sweet energy but also like curious and growing is just like a place that I'm in in life right now. Like asking myself like a lot of questions about where I'm going generally in life. And like, yeah, I feel like this is like a big, big period of growth. Mm, I totally agree. I feel like something's definitely happening on all fronts just from people around me too, who are in this like moment of being like, you know, I'm reconfiguring everything. Like I want to know who I need to be in the next couple of years. So you feel like um you're you're kind of just like setting some groundwork right now for the future. Are you thinking about it in that sense or is it just like, you know, I, I need a, a different like set of rules right now? Um that's so interesting. I'm honestly so glad you said that about other people because I thought it was just me. I was like, oh Am I resetting uh, because I started testosterone and because of the pandemic and it's not something other people are doing or is this like normal? But I think I, I'm realizing, I think I'm in a moment of being like the old way of living was like really not working and I really need to force a reset. So I don't know Absolutely. if that's like, I need a new set of rules, but like, 
yeah, I think I've definitely just hit a wall in the last year or so where I'm like, yeah, I need to start over a little bit in some ways. Mm, I definitely resonate with that. Um, like I share with you, uh, and just why the reason, the reason why I made this pod was because I hit that wall too, um, in my own journey. And I was like, I don't know if anyone else is fucking up as hard as I am right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm the only one right now that is having like all that hard work that younger me put into place. Like, crumble in real time and i felt like i really let myself down and i was like you know like what the hell is going on and it really just took talking to loved ones and like knowing that this is something that will happen and it probably will happen again but i'll be more equipped hopefully to deal with it at that point but like needing to have these conversations with like community and other trans people to be like, okay, like this is a thing that happens in our lifetime. <laughs> like you, you're gonna, you're gonna make it through. Like I'm also in my Saturn return right now, so everything is just going haywire. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. it's like there's a bomb that's happening too right now. Like I feel like I'm knowing what I need to do. Like a lot more vulnerability needs to happen. A lot more like self love and discipline. And like just tenderness, you know. You're. I feel like you're. That's so cool that like you know what's happening in the middle of it happening. Oh, I mean, it just really took. It really took trying to zoom out. Like I like to do a lot of zooming out from the picture and seeing things in full scope. Like. You're an artist, you know, like <laughs> I like yeah. to imagine my life as a, a big part of my imagination too. So I'm just like, okay, I need to look at this. Like I'm looking at this way too close. It's giving 500% all on oh, Photoshop yeah. where you need to be giving 50. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, I was like, okay. So I'm noticing that, you know, I feel a lot of discomfort when I'm not around people that really bring out the best in me or I'm, I'm like, feeling all these aches and pains in my body when I do this thing or when I drink too much or whatever, like partying too much and I'm not taking care of myself. Like it was just like all these like realizations and being like, you know what? I don't have to choose discomfort anymore. You know, like we don't have to choose discomfort. We can choose our ease. But a lot of that takes putting new, new things into place. But enough about me right now. Um, (laughs) I want to ask you about, I want to ask you because I I really do love and respect your work and your practice so much. Like whenever I get to see your work out in the wild or just like whenever you post things, I'm just like, ah, like they just always hit that mark. And um, I want to ask you about your first memory as a creative person and what that looked like. My first memory as a creative person, mm-hmm. like period, period. Oh, TM. <laughs> that is so. Uh, Jesus, that's a real one. Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> wait, that's so. I'm like trying to remember a childhood memory, but you know the earliest one that I can actually remember is I think we had a project 
or my my earliest like really cool strong memory is like third grade we got to make like this book we got um like our teacher had us like write an actual story and bought us like these cardboard book covers from like the craft store and like rubber cement mm. and like showed us how to like make our own physical book and then we drew in it and wrote our story out that's like an early early memory of like my first like real real finished like creative project i remember that yeah it was awesome miss chilcote she's cool wow that's so cool do you think that that contributed to you becoming a children's book illustrator or you know just like making work that involved words as well as you do you know that's a good question i feel like i don't i haven't thought about that i think i I think I've kind of just always been, I think I maybe ended up in books because I've just always been kind of like a, I don't know if literary is like the word, but I definitely was the kid who was like uh, having lunch, like in the, in the school library, like whenever I could get away with it. Like I volunteered at the library as like a middle schooler and a high schooler, like the Cinco Ranch branch uh, where I lived in like Texas and like, I loved books all the time. I used to like steal. I love it. Books from my <laughs> really not kind of <laughs> We would I the they they used to leave like the middle school library like unlocked where I went to school and like we would just like walk through, take books and like take them home. I was like fully a kid who like lived through books. Um and like my like really like big fantasy had, big sci fi had. And so and, like, I think on the flip side of that, I think that's part of, like, how I became a writer, like, writing my own stories and, like, writing my own poetry, being, like, an emo kid as a teenager. And, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it is something that, like, I did a lot when I was young and then kind of, like, went on a pause after college. And then it, like, has come back around in my illustration life, like, making books. Wow. And I, I, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. I definitely am, like... When I finally make my own like book that I've like written and I get to draw it, like I'll feel like the loop is like closed and I'm like really doing this thing. But, oh yeah, my it's God. been a long journey. I can't wait for that. I and I feel like you're right. Like I feel like it's always like these gifts or just these loves always are around us and stay around us for so long. And then like when you really think about it and you like pull back a little bit, you're like, oh my God, I've been doing this shit. <laughs> for so long Seriously, yeah. and i've been loving yeah, this forever totally yeah, forever i get thrown by that i'm like i'm the same person as i was at like 10 but like the 30 something out gay version <laughs> like <laughs> pretty much but almost exactly i had somebody tell me uh like i do movement i like i'm doing movement art and sometimes it gets used on like serious stuff but this person was like, yeah, your art really feels like fan fiction to me. I was like, wow, it's nuts that that is like coming through. Like the fact that I'm like such a nerd and like so imagination and fantasy driven is like somehow still coming through in the art to yeah. where somebody could pick up on it. Like that childhood stuff slash stuff I do on my downtime for real a lot. Like yeah. it's like definitely <laughs> coming through, which I think is like really sweet and cool. I love that. I'm like, 
same person I always was. I love that. Exactly. I feel I feel the same in just seeing your work too. Like just seeing that loop, it's like your work does feel like it brings in all of those energies. And I think that's why it makes it so uniquely you and so special. Cause I can always tell. Like when you can drop something, I don't even have to see the name, but I already know it's you. Um, because your hand is just that like, you know, unique to yourself. And it's cool. And it's cool that you also get to make this like fan fiction that dreams about, you know, our liberation and like trans and queer liberation. Um I love it. I love it. I feel like it's such yeah. a like it's a thing. It feels natural to me. I feel like it's a thing that I did like so heavy when I was a kid you know it was closeted and stuff was like not always awesome all the time yeah and I think it feels like a skill set that just like it maps so perfectly onto this thing like not all our lives are like perfect and awesome all the time but like if I can like go in my like sit in my studio and get into my imagination space and just channel like the best moments of our lives or like what I think our lives can be like, like somehow this like still helps people. Like, I feel like I definitely have hit a couple moments where I was like, like I made this like um, really, really bright piece that said like trans is freedom and like trans is adventure. And it's like really light. It's like bright yellow and it has like a sailboat on it. And it has like two people like looking into the distance and um, somebody like commented under it. Um, trans is like heartbreak something like heavy they were just like not feeling it and Mm -hmm. I that really hit me and I was like am I doing the wrong thing like imagining stuff that's like really awesome so far beyond like maybe what we're experiencing most of the time like something so bright like is that actually going to hurt people but I think seeing so many people like take the art into their homes or like write and be like this makes me feel less alone where I live and I'm like closeted and I don't have anything, but I look at your art and I feel like I'm part of something or like, I look at your art and I feel like this captures like the best of what it is to be us. Like that makes me feel less like I'm, it makes me feel like I'm helping people with like having this imagination or like ability to like channel the feeling. So I'm like holding on to that. I don't know. Even if it's like totally not, um, where we are always. I I felt like, yeah, I was actually thinking about it the other day because I like got, um, like I worked on this kid's book, like from 2020 to 2021 about Mm -hmm. like this non-binary kid. It's, it's called not he or she, I'm me. And like, I made this like 2020 to 2021. And I feel like it's like a time capsule of how I was feeling about trans stuff at the time. And I feel like everybody knows that, I don't know, the last year has been like really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So then like, I just got like, I finished the book and then it takes like publishers a really long time to like actually get like a physical copy of the book to you. So I like just got them like a week or two ago. And it felt like I was looking at this book that like, I finished it so long ago, I didn't like completely remember it. And, like, when I opened it, I was, like, this is, like, so bright. It's, like, so colorful. It doesn't even feel like it was necessarily made by me because I finished it so long ago. But, like, the happiness in this book and, like, the peace in this book 
is hitting me like so intensely in this moment when stuff is like so not good and I feel like I don't know like that made me feel like oh like this is what it's for like sometimes like it can be soothing even if it's not even if it's like wildly different from the moment that you're in like it shows like seeing pictures of what it could be can like give you peace. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, uh, I love that feeling so much. And, you know, I mean, I, I feel like I definitely experienced that too when I was working on my book, Becoming Charlie, just like the, the joy in that. And just to go back to what you were saying, I feel like making those pieces that do speak to, um, just the joy and the playfulness and just the aliveness and that is so important. Like it's important to make work that speaks to that because it also just shapes the future in such a profound way. Like you having the foresight of that even before it felt right. Like even in a moment like this where it's like, like I feel like a year ago I was like, okay, things are, I mean, we were still dying. We were still, they were literally still like ripping our rights away from us left and right. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but I felt like I had more hope. Like I was like, okay, it's okay mm-hmm. for me to be a lot more of myself. It's okay for my my siblings to be out here and to feel mm-hmm. that joy because it feels a little safer. But mm-hmm. that also is location-based. That's also a privilege yeah. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. There's still like a lot of pain, but I do think that for the people who cannot access that, like you said too, like a, a few points ago, just like, um, what it does for people who are in the closet still to be able to own that piece and to have it on their wall and to be like, Oh my God. Okay. Someone else is seeing that I can and affirming that I can exist. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's the hope that I need. Like that's the one thing that I need. And I think that makes me so proud um, just to hear someone who appreciates and loves your work so much and just knowing how much like, you know, art really does impact the world in so many great ways. Even when they don't, they try to make you not believe it, you know? Totally, totally. What you do is so I, important. We have a cool job. It's <laughs> 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 nice. No, I think it does real. something. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel Absolutely. like totally get in that space because I don't know, America is not film arts, but like every once in a while something happens or somebody writes to me and I'm like, okay, this is like real. This is like doing a thing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh okay, so Kyle, when did you realize that you were trans? Ooh. I had a friend. Uh her name is Victoria Ruiz. She's freaking awesome. And she's the lead singer of this band called Downtown Boys. And she saw this piece of art that I made that was like the Malcolm X. There's a Malcolm X monologue that's like who taught you to hate yourself. It's extended, but I took just like a piece of it and I made a small drawing on a note card. Uh, yeah, at the time when I was like, who taught you to hate? Like, it, it's a longer quote. It's like, who taught you to hate yourself? Who taught you to hate the sides of your nose, like the color of your skin, like your hair, and like everything. Um, and I, so I wrote it out for myself around, around the time I was like going natural. Mm. Um, and Victoria saw it at like this art show. And it made her like, I think, look the quote up. And then she ended up uh, writing a song for one of her bands about the quote. And I was at a show where she was performing it with her bandmate, Joey. And 
she was like, oh, this song was inspired by some art by Ka. So like, uh, I want to thank them for that. Like they, uh, she used like the words like they, them for me. And I got like such a like glowing feeling in my chest. Like when she said that and I would, she was, I just felt like, like I had had experiences of feeling like there were aspects to being a girl that didn't feel like a fit, but I more so felt like a strong feeling of that is right. And like the more I met like other people that were non-binary or like gender fluid, like people kind of in a middle space, like the more I was like, they feel similar to me. Like, and so I just started like, yeah, I came out, um, I think in like 2017, 2018. And like, I've just been exploring ever since then and like trying to figure out like, what does that, what is this thing that is not, girl or boy like what does it mean or what am i trying to do so it's been really fun uh so i a thousand percent resonate with that i feel like it's always the homies that just know first and they're like hey you're this and then like you're like oh my god yeah of course like that's exactly what it was but sometimes you don't even have the language for it until someone who truly sees you really points it out you're like, wow, mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. so affirmed in that. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. also can a thousand percent agree with just like being like, you know, this girl boy thing or this like they them like understanding of yourself is just like, I don't know, gender is performance. All of it is just a show. Okay. <laughs> like yep. it's it's yep. not real. <laughs> it's just pure, uh, pure, exactly. Yo, let, that's my thing. I'm like. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to be with the people that are like playing around with this. I actually, a weird early memory. I don't know. I don't want to be, I don't know if this is like totally kosher to say, but like, tell us. Real early memory. Like, I read The Art of Seduction. Period. (laughs) Okay. Not recently. Hey, by Robert Greene. Yes, I'm so sorry. He also read the Laws of Power. I read it. Oh I my read, god, um, yeah. <laughs> but I read I read the 48 Laws of Power. Um and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? What this is, is so... this? <laughs> okay, no. That's like, yeah, that's a classic of classic. Uh, uh but it is not uh it's not as really the best. We've all been there. <laughs> they're 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 popular books. They're popular. I bought books, a copy. Yeah. It's so oh my god. Um, but it, yeah, anyway, I read The Artist Seduction and it has like, um, I think some number of types of people that can be seduced in the book. And the very last type, I think, is called The Floating Gender. And the description Whoa. of the, I know, right? What? It's okay. So the description of in the book of The Floating Gender is like, it's a person who they may not show it on the surface, but they feel like really restricted by gender norms. And they are open to a seduction from somebody who will let them be free. Don't approach them unless you're another floating gender. Yeah, that's me. I love mainly T for T. Like, I was like, you know, I know. It's so wild. <laughs> I was like, this book, it's not like, I was like, this is me. Like, this is like, wow. On. Like, I love this. And that I read that when I was like 20 or something. Wait. I saw so- it. Are you trying yeah. to tell me that Robert Greene is really the reason for trans agenda? Maybe. <laughs> he's in the- that was a hot I mean, take, y'all. That was just playing. <laughs> but- 
I'm like, what? Why does he know about that? Like, I'm like, what do you know? Uh, I feel like they just are affirming what I am always thinking about. It's just that, like, they just know that all this shit is made up. <laughs> yep. I think the cis people know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They know. The cis people know. I'm just kind of like, I think that all the time. I don't, I feel like I'm turning into like the, when bi people are like, everyone's a little bit bi. And I feel like this, sometimes this feels like that where I'm like, I definitely move through life. Like this is made up. So let me wear what I want to wear and jump around and like be uh, every day. It really feels like a performance and I'm getting along with other people who feel that way. But I don't understand why other people, sometimes I get surprised that other people don't all feel that way. Like, don't feel like there's something they want to grab from other expressions. But I don't know. It's just, I can't say everyone has to be like me, but that's how I feel. And like, I just feel more comfortable being like, you know, I feel like this today. And I, I don't feel like limited by the... I don't feel like I want to be limited by what it means to be a woman in 2023 in America and like a white, like a white supremacist country. Like, I don't feel like this is real. Like it's made up. Come on. Like, so yeah, <laughs> those are all my thoughts. Oh, I love it. And I feel like that definitely answers the question that I was going to ask you about just talking about your journey to just your own self embodiment in a lot of ways. Because it's just like just not prescribing to these self these imposed as like gender roles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like becoming whoever we want to be because we are allowed mm-hmm. to create ourselves totally so when I ask you in the questionnaire ka um what's lighting your fire, I really appreciate <laughs> it the way that you answer that question and you mentioned working really hard at living as a free and happy black trans person, not just making art about it. And that deeply resonated with me because I feel like a lot of the work that I'm doing right now is completely about my experience as a black queer trans person, Mm -hmm. just exploring more like deep love and like really making it my mission to venerate my community and like venerate mm. like these communities mm. um and our stories and our truth so that we are not mm. forgotten and we can't be forgotten um mm. but i want to ask you about some of the ways you've been finding even the smallest moments of joy and freedom for yourself yeah i said this last time i've been dating <laughs> I've been dating. I've <laughs> pretty much been dating. Yes. Um, I definitely like, yeah, I've been going out dancing a lot. I've been going to like uh, parties in Philly, going out disco dancing. I've been like buying go out clothing, like bodysuits made of like flames. Gorgeous. And like sparkly <laughs> disco pants. And I've been. Yeah, I've just been mostly living. I think I hit a wall. I like I'd realized a while ago that I I feel like the ideas of my art are like they're about being free and happy and like there are they feature like a lot of like I don't know, like oh black folks living and like 
doing well and like being happy and like being proud and I just hit a wall where I realized like I feel like I don't have that in the way that I really wanted or I don't I haven't been having that in the way that I really wanted to have it it's something that like I could get those I could channel those feelings like when it's time to sit down and like make a piece and like sometimes but it wasn't like it was like a flickering candle kind of like it was like not always there in the way that I wanted it to be and I like feel like sometimes I would feel proud and like connected and sometimes I would feel like some kind of like yeah I would I would feel like internalized issues against myself and I, I just hit this wall like I was telling a therapist that I was like I want the things that I make in my art to like be real for me like I also want to live a life where like I really am believing in like every single day and every moment like the things that I'm making art about um yeah and it just made me realize like part of my life like my life can't just be like working really intense hours like churning out all these images about how great it is to be us like part of the work I think does have to be like having like a fundamentally good life like making queer community like making black community like and so I feel like that's a lot of what I've been doing honestly it's like almost it's most of what I spend my time doing just being like you know realizing like I need to have good friendships and community I need to have relationships like what does it look like to date like can I tolerate dating can I tolerate somebody being like I think you're really cute and just like sit with it and be fine with it like can I like roll with, uh, can I be honest about my feelings with people? Can I be honest about my attractions and feel like it's fine? Like, can I like, I don't know, go to black parties and learn the Tamiya dance, you know, like, like, I don't know. That's literally like, I'm like online, like Googling, like how the hell do I do this? This is like not the Cupid shuffle. Like what are these people doing? Literally, I got back, I went to, this party called international bounce and everyone was doing it. I was like, that sounds so fire. It was, it's a really great party, but I was just standing there like, what the fuck? like <laughs> yo, I feel and, that. Mm -hmm. That's so, no, I mean, I don't need to, I don't need to, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, it's just a mess. It's a mess, but you know, I'm figuring it out. Friend, I totally feel that. And I feel like, yeah, like, so much of like I think when I saw you I went to go speak at a class at UArts and I was talking to them so much about the importance of finding like joy in living outside of your practice and you know like being a freelancer so much of our practice is done or so much of our living is done at our desks and our computers mm -hmm. or however you might work in your mm -hmm. art and it's so important to live and be with the world and I'm with you like I feel like I'm learning so many different skills in just how to be with loved ones and how to accept and receive love and to give it out mm -hmm. and so much of it lies in vulnerability and um my god oh my god <laughs> Lynn, we okay. talked about this you did talk Ugh. about this <laughs> jesus christ and Yo, it's okay no. yeah no no please go please go. oh yeah yeah i was just saying like this knowing that like you said too like it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to share yourself with someone and know that it's not wasting anyone's time. We're just learning 
how to do this dance of relationship together. Yep. Yep. <laughs> very literal, very literal. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just so. Yeah. That's, I think that's been the biggest, the vulnerability has been the biggest for me. Cause I'm just like, at yeah. every turn, like they're asking, you're constantly having to put yourself out there. Like be real about what you feel. Be real about your experience, even your own embarrassing experiences. I'm just like, what is this? Like I was telling you like, yeah, about how I was asking someone like when they were going to be in their town. Cause I wanted to come visit. They were asking me like, why do you want to know like when I'll be in town? And I was trying to find like any way to tell, to not say like, because I really miss you and I really want to see you. And I was just like, that's disgusting. Great. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's like, really uh i feel it's like every second you could get your heart like smashed and i'm just trying to like get used to that feeling oh yeah i know and it's like if not for the heart smashing what am i truly loving for is something i had to realize because it's like in love, there's going to be so much heartbreak. There's going to be so much pain, so much suffering, but there's also going to be so much goodness that we can experience too. And that's a part of being alive. It's like the growing, the catalyzation through that suffering. And it's a hard mm -hmm. one. It's a hard one. You know, it's, you, mm -hmm. I sound like a masochist right now, but I had to learn that Ooh. in so many ways and just be like, ah, oh, I, I say that it's so important for me to love. Um, that's so funny not me breaking the fourth wall but like uh, with a name like love is like so <laughs> my purpose is love um i think in like being in relationship whether it's platonic or romantic or a mix of the two um in any way it's like i had to learn that like i'm putting myself out on the line all the time but it brings me so much joy to do that to know that i can survive it like you will survive mm -hmm the pain of it all mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i love and, that you said that yeah. it's a it's something my friend jane says a lot too she's like i think this thing you're thinking about writing about is like one of the main purposes of us being alive oh, like yes. this connection stuff yeah i know i was like jane this is your hottest advice yet yeah yeah God. Yeah, but I like, yeah, that really, I've been thinking about it because I'm just like, I'm in my place on the journey, this like relatively early feeling place. And I've been listening to things like, um, I think I listened to something about, I heard this story about someone whose partner passed away. And I was like, ah, oh, I almost feel like, is this like training in a weird way? Like, I know that's like kind of a big thing to say, but I'm like, are these like little, the little forms are like training for like the big things that happen in this life. Like, I don't know. So. Well, no, it, wait, that's a beautiful point. Sorry to interrupt, but I no, think that's a, a brilliant point in a lot of ways. Like what you're saying, I don't think that's so outside itself to think about. It's like when we experience heartbreak in those ways, it does feel like, you know, 
training for the future, practicing learning, like what happens when you have to let go. Yeah. Yeah. And to love and yeah. release, you know? Right. Because that's coming in like all of your relationships and everything that you do. So it's like, yeah. And I feel that I actively feel like whatever I feel when I'm doing my, like I'm trans mass, I lift weights. Cause we all do like, um, <laughs> like whatever I feel when I'm like doing squats or whatever, it's really similar to like how I feel when I send my scary text or whatever, like, and I feel like my heart is like stretching. It's like a rep or something. And I'm getting like more powers. Like the more I do it, the more I can do it. Like literally early this summer, I was telling, I was telling friends, I was like, yo, at the beginning of this summer, like, um, I was, I was going on this, I was about to go on this date. I was sitting in this coffee shop waiting on this date. And like the date, um, was like not even 10 minutes late. And I was like, so stressed and anxious and freaked out. And like the narratives Mm -hmm. in my mind of like, they don't really care. Like this person doesn't really like me. Like, of course they don't care. Like they don't really want to be here. So I just like got up and left. And then they were like, where are you? And I was like, you didn't uh, say anything. And then I like, it's like not even that. It's like, that was the beginning of the summer. And now late summer, I'm like, that is nuts. Why would you do that? Like somebody could be late for any reason. Like so many things happen to make people distracted or not present or just like 10 minutes late. I'm constantly 10 minutes late. Everything. I've been to everything. Now you got me thinking. I'm like, I stay late. and (laughs) Because it's regular because you're human. Because that's what humans do. Yeah. And I felt like that was just like only even a summer's worth of like going on dates and having experiences like I've seen enough and done enough that I'm already like I have the strength to carry waiting for like 10 minutes so now it's more like okay like I'm I can wait three days I can feel like I can feel ambiguousness for a week I can feel ambiguousness for like a month there's thoughts I started like two months ago that are like I'm concluding my thoughts on a certain like like relationship issue or whatever like now like I'm like literally like growing like day by day. it's like so it's like the cool muscle. it's a little scary, <sighs> but it's like no it's like really happening it's awesome I'm like I literally remember the tour I could not even make it past 10 minutes in the cafe like I had to get up and start walking away because I was like I will not be vulnerable I will not be here in 30 minutes and you're not at this table and like now that feels like so distant and it was three months ago that's so beautiful and it sounds like you're to me you're practicing secure attachment and what it means to just put yourself out there for the sake of knowing it's good for you and that you could hold that and I'm really inspired by that too in a lot of ways because it's just like you know it takes a lot to rewire the brain and those wounds and like the activation that we get from that, but to be able to sit in it and to like, like, okay, I really want to be able to hold this because like, it means that much to you. Yeah. You feel me. I feel you, bro. I feel you. you. (laughs) Okay. So Kat, um, what are you presently dreaming of? Um,
man, being in love without freaking out. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. That's actually, yeah, I think that is, that is kind of it for me. Cause I feel like everything else is pretty good. Like, I feel like I have friendships I like and like a life that I like and I'm locked in on my work and I feel like I've started maturing in my work to where like I'm entering the phase where I can like, I don't know, think about like making my own books or making my own dreams happen. Like I'm maturing as an artist. So all those things feel like on track. And now it's just like the vulnerable, deep relationship, not driven by anxiety. I think I'm like, that's big for me. I think that is the naked dream. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. And yeah, I'm I'm manifesting that with you <laughs> alongside you and like for you because yeah, you're so worthy of that. Like we're all so worthy of like seeing that. And I love that that was what you're dreaming about of being like, okay, I'm doing that. And you're putting it into action. Like you're actually doing the work. So <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Working hard. Hell yeah. Thank you for listening. Please rate and subscribe for future episodes on all platforms where you can find podcasts and connect with us on Instagram at exquisitehumanspod. You can also reach out and connect with us by email at exquisitehumanpod at gmail.com and just share your critiques, any feedbacks, any notes that resonate with you. I'm all for it and I'd love to hear from you. This episode was produced by Love is Wise and Burt Wright, an audio engineer by Margot Padilla. Until next time.